Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives, all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. God, well, that's, you know, that's why He told him things like go wash in the pool of Salaam or let me put mud in your eye. He did things that went against their logic so they would learn to listen instead of think. Because if they could think, they'd think they did it. Some, he asked, and isn't it terrible for God to get credit? He has to make you do something where you can't get out any other way but Him. That way you have to say He did it. And yet those leaders, you know, those Pharisees said, tell us again how he gave you your sight back. He says, I told you. He says, I told you. You want to know? Go ask him. Do you want to become one of his disciples too? He even dug them a little bit. And they cursed at him. Isn't it funny? He got healed and everybody knew he was blind from birth and the Pharisees refused to acknowledge it. There are people that will, won't acknowledge your progress won't acknowledge your, your personal spiritual growth. They won't acknowledge that God is helping you succeed. It's too much for them to do. That's why you've got to walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling because you will not. I wish I could tell you you were going to get all the accolades of all the people around you for your personal growth. But some of them, not only will they not believe it, they'll criticize you. Because you took a step that they were never willing to take. I've watched people get delivered and God deliver them. I've said this a while back. And because they were mistreated by all the people around them, because the people who were around them treated them according to their dysfunctions, and it looked, when they get out of it, they think they've been abused. And then somewhat they have because... Those people treated them bad, but they didn't know no better. They thought that's who they were. But when they, you know what's the hardest thing for people to deal with? When you get delivered and you become the real you. Ooh, man, that really upsets our apple cart. Because they have you in your box, and you just got out. And they can't accept the fact that you're becoming somebody else. Hallelujah. That's freedom. So with your freedom is going to come great challenges. Those of you who have been in a box most of your life or perceived wrongly. When you come out, everybody around you is going to have to make an adjustment to who you are becoming. And, that, and I wish I could tell you that was going to be real, real nice and friendly, but there's a lot of criticism you usually get with that. Isn't that something? I think it's something. You're getting better and they're getting worse. I don't mean that bad, but you're getting better, but it looks like it's getting worse. But here you got a solution and it brought you trouble. You'd think everybody would rejoice with you and be happy for you, but that is not the case. Not the case at all. So you are required to live above that in the law of love. 
and honor them and treat them good. I'm giving somebody a word this morning. That's what I'm doing. You are required to be honorable to them the best you can. I didn't say you had to agree with everything, even, you know, and all that, especially if they're your parents. You've got a lot to let go. But don't ever try to make them understand. That's not your job. It's God's job. And you will have to live without all those things that come with that. And what it will do for you, I promise you, in the name of Jesus this morning, not because it's me, but it's scriptural, you'll become very strong. You will become an extremely strong person in God. Your Christianity will be very strong because you have had to learn to love people at another level of your life. Even though you're not loving them based on what they are, you're loving them based on what you become. It's a different life. If you're not as hookable, it's a much higher life. You can take a lot more criticism, a lot more misunderstanding because you understand. And you can't make them see, so don't try. Don't try to go back and fix them all. Live your life for God. Live your life for God. Amen. Anyway, uh, we'll go back to the parable of the virgins, Matthew 25. How many times I've wanted to bring everybody with me? Been a lot of sorrow in my heart trying to bring everybody with me and realizing that I can't do that. I'm not the Savior. This is the, about the virgins. This is great. This is, the, the, Jesus compared the kingdom of heaven to it. There were five foolish virgins and five virgins and five wives. And five of them brought oil, extra oil, or however you want to word it, and five didn't. And so I, I think that you could say that a lot of their oil came out of their preparedness, the life they lived. What kind of life they lived prepared them to have enough oil to last. And what happened was the foolish ones, they all went, it was midnight, everybody went to bed, went to sleep, and then he came. And when they all got up, the ones, the five that didn't have oil said, give us your oil because we need it. And they said, no, go buy your own oil. And when they did, they missed the opening and the door shut and they couldn't get in. I don't know how long I've been telling everybody to prepare, but I think it's been a long time. Like years, you know, intermittently. And just to let you know, you might consider this, that if you don't prepare, you're putting everybody who did in an extremely awkward position. Because if you don't prepare, you're going to expect them to help you when you heard the same words that they heard over the years to prepare. Now you realize how weird that's going to make them feel and how awkward it's going to be for them. But just remember, the, vir the other virgins said no. Go get your own, just to let you know. Now I'm not telling you that's what everybody will tell you. They may help you, and if they do, I'm sure God will bless them and stuff, but it sure is an awkward place because it takes years to do that. And God has been telling people to be prepared for years. But you know what? Pat Robertson, since 1979 or 80, I just told somebody this this morning, has been telling everybody in the country, if the Christians would just vote, you could get whoever you wanted. You can't get them out of the house. That's right. 
So please forgive me. The trouble we're facing today is for the same reason there won't be enough food if not everybody prepares. It's nothing new. It really doesn't matter what topic it is because people, especially Christian people, they don't understand the value of their participation in things. Do you realize you could put in the right people by voting, period? Pat Robertson's been screaming that all his life, all his CBN life. Whether you like Pat or not has nothing to do with it. He just said, vote. <laughs> What's that got to do with whether you like him or not? Right. You know, as a Christian, you really have a responsibility to go find out who to vote for and vote for them. And, you know, we, in America, they have early ballots. They have all kinds of things you can do. There's, there's a lot of time for you to do what you're supposed to do. And the supermarkets are full of food, too. If you wanted to prepare, you could, you know, right now they're full of food. And if you don't need it, hallelujah. You know, there's nothing to matter with being ready. Anyhow. Hallelujah. Christ's return. Uh, Matthew 25, 31. It says, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory... And all the holy angels with him. I don't know what that looks like. I bet it's a big crowd because two-thirds of them stayed with him. Hmm. Then he tells them why. And I have to admit to you, I would love this to be our focus. I wrote these all down in my notes here in the back just for myself. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. That's what he's talking about. We do a lot of other things, but those six things are what he says is extremely important. We can do all kind of meetings, have all kind of committees, have all kind of programs. We can have all kind of things. But if these are the things that are God's heart, right here, and that would include the fatherless, the widows, the prisoners, the naked, the hungry. And I have to admit to you, every time I feel like I did that, I go home with tears running out of my eyes. Because that's his heart, and I know he's, yeah, I can feel his anointing come. I have wept packing food boxes over the years because I knew that was his heart. I'm putting boxes in the cereal in the box, tears running down my face because the anointing comes and I know that's what he wanted done. My prayers are for somehow for us to have people that are engaged in the community. If you can't, then we'll want to supply the people who can to meet the needs of those kind of people. And I don't mean the cyclical ones to go from place to place. I'm talking about the real ones. The real ones. In the prison ministry, Pastor James and I testify, how many years have we been telling you it's great in the prison? You go to prison. I feel like I go on a mission trip every Tuesday because the anointing is so strong in the prison because that's what God told us to do. You want to feel anointed? Go do something, one of these things. Michelle, when she was little, we would drive, and we'd drive, I'd see somebody during the day that was hungry, and I, wouldn't, I didn't have nothing to give them right then. I'd go home get something later on and get Michelle and put her in a car and we'd go take them food 
And I could feel the anointing when I was driving there because I knew I was doing the right thing. Just going back to help people. Regular help. Regular common help is, is so good. I love, I might just like regular Christianity instead of this, the colossal, stupendous ones. I'm sorry. You don't, anybody understand what I just said? Instead of the stardom, how about the application of regular life? It's a great life. It's non-competitive. It don't make you feel like you're behind. It's fulfilling. If you get religious, everybody looks like they're ahead of you. And you feel behind and like you're nobody. But when you're doing what God tells you to do, you're perfectly fulfilled. Amen. Regular life. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosic, Pastor Rena Perosic, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.